morning. Uh, like Pastor Cornell is saying, it's a, it's a great honor. It's a great privilege to be here in this church. Uh, the first time we, we came to this place, we came with Pastor Stan and Becky back in 2008. Um, right before the Lord sent us out to the, to the missions up in the, in the mountains in Wachineta and all the little towns. So it's a great honor to be back, to be back here with you. Uh, I see a lot of faces that I know. I see a lot of faces that I don't know. But uh, we thank the Lord. We praise the Lord that we are here. You guys are family. You guys have always been in our hearts. And thank you, thank you. Before we get started with the word and, and a little testimony from Heidi, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You guys have been amazing and, and, and just, I'm so grateful. Um, I'm nervous, you know. There's so many, many great preachers here, and, and men and women. It's like, why did they choose me, you know, today? But, uh, but I am honored, you know. I'm honored to be here in the presence of all of you, and, and above all, you know, I, we know that God governs this place, and He, and the presence of the Lord is here, and, and uh, I'm going to pass on to Heidi before I get to preaching. Hi there. Well, if you don't know us, it's very nice to meet you, and if you do know us, it's great to see you again. Uh, I praise God for this moment. Don't we serve a God of miracles? I mean, goodness. We read in the Word of God all those miracles He's done. And I believe that He is the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I want to let you know that I am a miracle walking every day. A few years back, I'm a crier, so get used to that. (laughs) A few years back, the Lord uh, allowed me to give my testimony here in person about how, how... I was diagnosed with lupus in 2002, and how the Lord has kept me going, Um, and I believe that I am healed by faith, and I am healed completely. This back August, um, I had a a lupus attack and was in the hospital for two months, and uh, had to go through uh, dialysis, and uh, my kidneys was failing pretty badly. um, I went into the kidney transplant list, and currently going through chemotherapy for my lupus itself. But what I am, it's a miracle walking because the doctors are amazed at how well I am getting better and better every time. I am off dialysis, I am off the transplant list, and I know I will be off chemo pretty soon. So, I praise God for that. So I praise God for that and I praise for you because I know you guys were part of those prayers and I just wanted to let you guys know that your prayers are getting answered. So continue praying for me, for that health, continue praying for us, and thank you for having us in this time with you guys. Amen. Why don't we, why don't we bow our heads and close our eyes and why don't we ask the Holy Spirit to take control of, of this time. Uh, Father, we just thank you for this great opportunity to be here in New Covenant. What a wonderful, what a great church. And like uh, Pastor Cornell was saying, you know, a church that has planted many, many, many works in churches and missionaries all around the world. And I know that every, everyone that has been in here has been blessed by being here. Your presence is here. And we just ask that you take control of the word and everything that we're sharing this morning may be part of you, may be of edification for this place. That it may come in the right time and in the right way. Let it be you, Lord. Take, take me out of this and allow for you and your Holy Spirit to flow through the war this morning. And we just thank you. It's a great privilege, a great honor to be before you and before this, your church and your covenant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you guys a little bit about what's happening down in Puerto Peñasco. And I, and I know that uh, 
Uh, it's happening all over all over the world. Uh, we 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 can see we understand that uh, we are in the last days. How many are rejoice in that? I don't know about you, but I go to bed every night hoping to hear the you know the sound of the trumpet. <laughs> Uh, uh, for many reasons, uh, but uh, God is good. You know, God is good. We, God is in control. We know that uh, God still has great things to come. You know, in the last days, the Word of God says that that, that the rain will be bigger, greater, and that we will see greater miracles, and that we will see His power be in abundance. And that's what I am expecting, and I know you guys are expecting to see God in a greater way. But I wanna I wanna remind us a little bit, and I wanna go to the to the Book of John. Uh, we have a vision for the church down in Rocky Point. And before we get into the vision, I want to set us up with a couple of verses in John. Uh, because I know that it has been a great, great edification for you, for us as a church down there. And uh, when we were coming up here and we were praying and we wanted, you know, we were seeking the Lord to see what, what to share with you guys. Uh, the Lord really put in our hearts to share what the Lord is doing with us. And that... Uh, and we pray that he may do with you guys as well. And we're going to go to John chapter 14. And we're going to start, just read a few verses and going to kind of continue on. Um, and we see how Jesus and the Father are always connected. You know, Jesus came to this world uh, with, a, with a purpose, uh, with a mission, with an objective. But every time in, uh, that, you know, all the days that he lived and he ministered and he was on this earth, he was directly connected with the Father. There was a, a mutual communication and understanding of what was happening in this. And, and I like uh, the portions of the Bible where, where Jesus opens up to the Father and asks not only for help and, and for strength, but uh, for, for, um, for a declaration of his, of his power in this, in, this, in, this, in this world. And if we go to John chapter 14, verses 15... Um, I will read a few verses there and then we'll move on. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father. You know, that's very, very important for me this morning and for us is how Jesus comes before the Father and asks. You know, that he can come before the Father and ask. He says, and he will give you, and he's talking not only about the disciples, but he's talking about you and I as his church. You know, he says, he will, he will give you a counselor to be with you forever. How many of you are just grateful for that counselor? That he is with us today. He is with us in every situation. We were praying this morning that no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, no matter what comes before us, we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the counselor, with us. And that's, that's one of the greatest promises for you and I is that we are not alone. We don't have to be strong. We don't have to be, you know, we don't have to know everything. We just have to know that He is with us. And that if He is with us, He is in control. And it says, and He is the Spirit of truth. And it says, the world is unable to receive Him because it doesn't see Him or know Him. But you, how many can, how many can be included in that you? He says, but you do know him because he remains with you and he will be in you. 
So we can see how uh, Jesus was not only here for a purpose to just come and die, you know, and resurrect and bring salvation to this, to this world, but he came to set you and me up as his body, as his church, with the filling and with the power of the Holy Ghost. There's a purpose for you and I. We're not just here waiting for the time to end. See, many of us are living today just looking at the clock when, when it's gonna end. And we don't realize that every minute that the Lord gives us in this world is for and with a purpose. We are a kingdom-driven people. We are part of His kingdom. You know, and His kingdom prevails and it moves on. You know, not too long ago I was teaching uh, the church and I asked a question that many of us do not really understand. Just because maybe we haven't looked at it this way, but... I was asking, you know, most of us think that the church is here to stop the works of the enemy. But in reality, the kingdom is here to grow and to move forward. The enemy is trying to stop, you know, the work of the Lord, but it will not prevail. We are not here in defense mode. We are here in offense. We are going forward. We are growing. We are creating what the Lord is doing. And we have the authority to unbind and to bind for the purpose and for the growth of the kingdom. And we do this with the Holy Spirit. We do this with His Word. You know, and as we move forward to, uh, to chapter 16, there's a, there's a, there's a great verse where He's talking and He's asking His disciples, you know, what is, who does the world say that I am? Who, you know, he's, he asked his disciples, and he says, what do you guys hear? What, what's going around in the world? What's happening? You know, what, what are you hearing? Who am I? Jesus asking, was asking. And, you know, and some of the disciples say, well, they say that you are a prophet. That you are John the Baptist. That you are Jeremiah. That, that you have power. That you are from God. And then he turns around and then he asks them and says, who do you say that I am? You know, sometimes we forget who Jesus is. We know, but we, sometimes we forget who he really is. And Peter, you know, he gets up and he says, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ, the son of the living father. And then he says, this revelation is not of you, but of the Father. The Father is in control. The Father is, has a purpose for us. And he is good to us every day. You know, if you start looking at the world, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get disappointed. And you're going to get sad. And you're going to get involved in, in things that we shouldn't. We are not of this world. We may be in this world, but we are not of this world. We are his people. And now I want to move to John's chapter 17. And, and that's one of the greatest prayers, you know, that we can read in the Bible. You know, where, where Jesus is, you know, praying, talking, asking the Father, you know, as he's getting ready to go on the cross and, and fulfill his purpose. You know, and I want to jump well, let's read a couple of verses in the beginning to kind of get, you know, some, some context and some information. And it says, are we there? John 
chapter 17, it says, Jesus spoke these things, looked up to the heavens and said, Father. How many of us can say Father? You know, we can read and we will. But there has to be a time before we do anything that we say Father. I don't know about you, but we can have a great obstacle, a great uh, trial or tribulation. We, have a, we may have a great climb, climb in front of us. And we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to go forward. But it means, it, you know, it's so nice to, before you do, we do anything, to say, Father. And I don't know how you came in this morning. But it's a good time to say, Father. Hallelujah. And he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. For you gave him authority all over flesh so that he may give eternal life to all you who have given him. This is the eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and the only one that you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I have with you before the world existed. You know, God, Jesus is really, really asking the Father to take control. To take control of the situation. You know, Jesus was... God and is God and was God and he was, he had the power and the authority of, you know, if we were to read right before, you know, he tells everybody that all power in heaven and on earth are upon me, you know, he has the power. But when he's before the Father, he's saying, let your glory be upon me just like I want to glorify you. How many of us want to glorify the Father? How many of you want for your life, you know, to be able to give glory to Jesus and to the Father and to God and, and to just show how great and how mighty He is? You know, when Jesus talks about glory, He's not talking just about fame or He's not talking just about, I did some miracles, you know, I rose a couple people from the dead. No, he's talking about the glory that is from the Father who has power and authority to create all things. And all things are created by him, for him, and are sustained by him. That's the glory that we're talking about. And if we move to verse 21, I mean, we, have, we can read all these verses and they're great. But I really want to move to verse Twenty. Well, we're starting 20. It says, I pray not only for these, talking about the disciples, but also for those who believe in me through their message. May they all be one. We look around today and we're not one. It's become very difficult to become one. See, human nature wants uniformity. Human nature wants for you and I to think the same, to like the same, to act the same, in order for us to consider in becoming one. 
But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. You and I can be completely different in culture, in language, in likes, in purpose. But we still must be one. And Jesus is asking the Father in reference to you and I to become one. He said, may they all, not some, not most, but all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you. Now that's a big task. That's a big challenge. You know, because you and I are ought to be how Jesus and the Father are one. And you may say, well, that's not possible. I can't do that. And you're, you're right. I can't do it. You can't do it. But I know who can. And I know who wants to. And has a plan for it. But it's amazing to see how Jesus is asking for you and I to be one like he is with the Father. He said, may they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be one in us so the world may believe that you have sent me. You know, we're, we're out here, you know, giving our time, our effort, our money. We're trying to grow the kingdom. We're supporting missionaries and that's, that's needed. You know, that's great. And, and that's part of, you know, discipling and, and going out and sending people out. But you know, sometimes we forget the foundation, the most important thing, the only way that the world is going to believe in Jesus. And that is so you and I are one. We have to go out. We have to preach. Some of us have to, you know, put, put our families aside. Some of us have to put our works aside. But you know what? It doesn't matter if you go or if you stay. We still need to be one. It doesn't matter if you're here in New Covenant or you're in Peñasco Christian Fellowship or if you're down there in Chiapas. You still have to be one. We can have great works, and we should, because we have a great Father. We have a mighty Father. But we need to be one. And that is what the Lord has been speaking to us all of this year in Peñasco, is that we are to be one, even with our differences, even with our different points of view or opinions on what's happening in the world. You know, the most important thing is we are one. You know, the enemy is going to want to come in and, 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 and just come and lie and, and disrupt what, what the Lord wants to do with different things. But at the end of the day, we have to make a decision whether we are His or not. You know, the work of the enemy is very clear. Destroy, kill, and disunite. If you and I, as the body of Christ, are not united, the world is not going to believe. We can look at a lot of things in which we are different. But I know one thing that will be all of that. And that is the blood of Christ. 
And that unites us. I don't care which, where you stand or how you stand. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It's hard, you know, because we're so rooted in some of those things. But they don't matter. The only thing that matters is if you are covered by the blood of Christ. And if you have the blood of Christ and I have the blood of Christ, then we are brothers and sisters. And that blood is stronger than any blood in this world. And I just want to encourage you this morning to not pay attention to what the enemy is using to disunite us, to break us, to set us apart. See, we are not meant to be single or lone rangers, you know, in the kingdom. The power comes in unity when we are together, where we show that there is unity even we are not the same. When we have priorities set in our, in our lives, that we are first and above all His children and His disciples. And the only thing that matters in these times is, can we be one? I have given them the glory. I want to take it slow here. Because, you know, we've been talking a little bit about glory. And we saw how glorious is the Father and is Jesus. You know, there is no other glory like His. And not even this creation. Not even the, the heavens. Not even the seas. Not even the creatures. Not even you and I can really, really reflect His glory. His glory is incomparable. You can't measure it. But look at verse 22. It says, I have given them the glory that you have given me. Wow. Let that sink in for a little bit. I have given them the glory that you have given me, says Jesus. The glory of the Son of God, the powerful, mighty, resurrected Son is upon you and is upon me. And this glory is not to boost us or to, no, it has a purpose because it's not about you or me. How many of us can say greater he than I? Greater he than I. So it's not about how big can we get. It's how big he is. How great he is. And he says, I have given them the glory you have given me. May they be one as we are one. You know, when you and I can oversee everything that's in this earth and really go deep into what is spiritual and true we will see the glory in each other we will see the glory of God in each other 
we'll stop seeing the differences. We'll stop seeing the deficiencies. You know, it's easy to see the deficiencies. You know, there's a, there's a great example. You get a great piece of white paper, and all you have to do is put one black spot, and all the eyes go where? To the black spot. It's easy to see the black spots in white. I don't know if you remember, but the word says that when Moses will go up into the mountain and be, and be with the Father, he will come back down and he says the glory of the, of the Father would be on his face and in his body. And they, they said they, they couldn't even take it. They couldn't even see him directly. They had to put a veil over him because the glory was upon him, you know. They couldn't see his body. They couldn't see his face, you know. A lot of us are looking at each other and we're looking at our bodies. We're looking at our faces. We're looking at our decisions, our points of view, where we stand. And we're not seeing the glory of God. Because if we would see the glory of God, we wouldn't see our deficiencies. We would see how great He is and how powerful He is. We know that we win at the end. Thank God. We don't have to worry about the outcome. God wins. I don't know if you read it, but God wins. So... We got that in the books, thank God. But how much are we giving away to the enemy on the way there? How much are we losing that we shouldn't lose? You know, many of us lost brothers and sisters in this pandemic. And you know what? The ones that we lost because they passed on and they went on to the Lord, that's hard. But you know what's the hardest? The ones that they're still here and we, and we can't be together. The ones that we can't see out of eye because we have different points of views. Those are the hardest ones. But there is hope. And there's a great opportunity to come back to Jesus, to come back to the Lord and to see what the purpose of God is for you and I. And like how Pastor Cornell was saying, it doesn't matter how big or how small this place is. We are part of the one body of Christ. We are brothers and sisters of the one only body of Christ. And that even though we may be few here, maybe few in Peñasco, maybe few in other places, we are millions and millions all over the world. And there's power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And you and I have authority in the name of Jesus. But we must be one. Because that is the only way. That is the only way he takes glory. If you do, you can do whatever you want to do. You can raise churches. You can raise ministries. But if you do it alone, away from the body, he doesn't get the glory. And the world does not believe. The only thing they say, oh, it's just another ministry with a dollar sign behind it. How many of us really want to come back and be united? How many of us can see the glory of God in each other? Why don't we stand up in this morning? I don't know. I'm going to ask Pastor Cornell to minister this morning. But I really want to pray. Because 
I don't want to come out of this just saying that we must be one because it sounds like a big task and it sounds like an impossible task. But you know what? If the Father and Jesus are, are one and they're inviting us to Him and He has the authority, He can do it. How many of us believe He can do it? How many of us want to see Him do it? Why don't we close our eyes? You know, as I was, <laughs> thank you. Close your eyes and I asked a question right now and I asked how many of you believe it. Can you please raise your hand? If you really believe, you don't have to raise your hand. But if you believe it, I will ask for if you, if you can just raise your hand. It has to start with you. See, many of us are waiting for the other person to come to Christ or for the other person to come and do what he needs to do first. But the Lord is telling me to, for, you know, for us to know that it starts in you and I. The biggest step is for you to make the decision today to, to be one, to take that first step and say, I want to be part of the one body of Christ. Father, in your name, we pray this morning. We just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so great and so merciful for us. Even though this word may seem unreachable, we know that with you all things are possible. Nothing is impossible for you. Please allow us to be the pioneers, the first ones to take the step to look towards this. I pray for New Covenant to be the example in this community and in this state where they can say they are one in New Covenant. And if they can do it, we can do it too, Lord. I pray that they may be the example of your glory in this place. And I declare unity in your name. Unity in the name of Jesus. Unity to work together, to fight together, to have good times together, Lord. To enjoy each other, even in the differences. To be one. To be one, Lord. Take away anything that the enemy has been using. Any thoughts. In the name of Jesus, I bind anything that the enemy wants to bring to this church. You will not succeed. This church will be united as one. In the name of Jesus, I bind anything that the enemy wants to use to bring distraction, to bring controversy, or to bring battle in this place. Lord, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I declare your glory over this church and your power. Thank you for this church, Lord. 
give them strength to overcome and to face and to succeed and to come through as one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I just want to uh, thank you, brother, for letting the Lord use you. And and uh, you, you guys can be seated for now. I just want to ask uh, uh, the Kiros family to, to to come on up here. We just want to pray over and bless them uh, in the Lord. I'm going to uh, ask the elders that are here um, to come. Oh, of course not. There, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that. So, uh, stand, stand, Beck. Would you guys do us the honor of coming up here as well? Praise the Lord, and I. Um, I can't say amen enough to that word you brought, brother. Uh, I believe the Lord has really uh, challenged us uh, through you this morning and, and exhorted us uh, to uh, to a kingdom perspective <laughs> and to, to really uh, remind us of what our uh, priorities should be in him and, and what will really what really will give an effective message to the world as to who he is and, 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 and the power of the gospel of Christ. As if we're an example of oneness and unity, you know, uh, despite this time in which there are so many uh, uh, people are emphasizing differences so much. If we can show a unity that is contrary to what exists in the world, that, that that right there speaks powerfully and it evokes the question, what is different? <laughs> How are you guys able to do this? What is so different in the church that people of all of different uh, races, ethnicities, people of different backgrounds, uh, people of d- different in the ideological spectrum, they, they, they still are able to love one another and be united and in, 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 in bonded with one another uh, in a powerful way. And, and that gives us an opportunity as ambassadors for Christ to 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 really share the gospel uh, in a way that will transform lives and save and save souls. Amen. And so, uh, you know, I just want to thank you, brother, for uh, for hearing God and for letting God use you. And and uh, and Heidi, thank you for that powerful testimony. Uh, there's there's life there and encouragement there. And so. Uh, before we uh, uh, pray, standing back, do you guys have anything on your hearts you guys wanted to share? Not much going on? All right. We're just trying to get up every morning out of bed. All right. Well, uh, well uh, praise the Lord. Okay. I just want to say really quickly that these guys are doing a great job in Mexico, and they're really, they're really good seed. And uh, we appreciate them so, so much. And thank you for supporting them and helping them and us all these years. And we just give you thanks. Praise God. Praise God. 
It's a great work there. And and uh, Pastor Dale, would you? Sick. I, are you, how are you doing? How are you feeling, sister? Good, good. Thank you. Better? Mm-hmm. Okay. She was some, having some problems mm-hmm. physically. She's, yeah, let's pray for her too then. Okay. All right. Amen. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in so many places in Mexico and South America and Africa. Even in the United States, you're working. Praise God. And so we thank you for that, Lord, and, and we especially bless these two, O oh God, that have been on our hearts and been part of our uh, thinking for many years, and we thank you for all that's been done there in Mexico, uh, doing their ministry, O oh God, and all, and we thank you that, for, that, that even greater blessings are going to come and more fruitfulness, O oh God, through these lives, Father, as they go back to Mexico. We bless them in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, to them and uh, doing exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We count you faithful, Lord. Your, 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 uh, your spirit is on the move and we trust in you that greater blessing will flow. And thank you for meeting our sister's need, O oh God, in full healing, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, O oh God. Now, just to get a little bit, we want everything for her, Father to meet this need in her body in Jesus name so we just commit the work and their lives and the, and Stan and Becky as well being a great part of it into your hands that you'll bless them and do great things father to glorify the name of Jesus we ask it in his name amen amen, amen. hallelujah praise God So, Lord, we just uh, thank you for your faithfulness here this morning, being in, our pres- being in your presence, O oh God, together. And, and Lord, uh, we thank you uh, 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 for the woods showing up, too. Lord, they're here in the back row over there, missionaries down in Mexico. We thank you for blessing them. And, and Father, we thank you for, Lord, just uh, having your way. We commit ourselves and our life into your hands afresh. And, Lord, uh, just lead us and guide us in your will. And we thank you for it now. Bless us all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Yes, then there is a special offering box outside for Conrad and Heidi and for the work down there in Puerto Penasco. So don't forget as you head out the door, if you can help them out, that would be great. Well, praise the, God. praise the Lord. We love you guys. God bless you as you go. And uh, have, have a great uh, rest of your Sunday, everybody.